In preparation for the 52nd IPA Congress, we will present a number of episodes dedicated to the activities that will take place and its theme, the infantile, its multiple dimensions. Please visit ipa.world slash the infantile online to explore the extensive program and register. The 52nd IPA Congress will be held online from July 21st to August 1st and by visiting our program you can set your schedule to suit your personal time zone. Welcome to the infantile, its multiple dimensions. I am Gaetano Pellegrini and this is Talks on Psychoanalysis, the IPA podcast that shares topics published in the IPA Society journals and Congress debates worldwide. Dear colleagues and friends, you have surely recognized the scenes of childhood by Robert Schumann. It's music that many of us know since we were children and we still enjoy it. This is connected with the theme of our panel at the next International Psychoanalytical Congress that you know will be virtual instead of our planned Vancouver Congress. The COVID pandemic changed our lives and therefore our wish to meet at that wonderful city. Hoping future in-person meetings as soon as possible, we cordially invite you to the virtual Congress and especially to our panel titled The Inner Child and the Analytical Session. We have chosen this theme, taking into consideration that in the personality structure, there are always some child components, not only as the roots of personality, but as active elements at any time. And the panel will show some vicissitudes in working with the inner child in the analytical session using clinical vignettes. Melinda Gelman from the States, Sergio Leukovic from Brazil, and Antonio Perez Sanchez from Spain will be the panelists and are sharing with me this short podcast. We are planning a clinical panel where the three of them will present examples based in their psychoanalytical experience. My name is Isabel Mario Feinstein from the Argentine Psychoanalytic Association, and I will chair the panel invited by my colleagues and friends. Sergio will address the temporality of psychoanalysis, for example, the temporality of the unconscious, and how the past intertwines with the present, becoming vividly updated in the analytic session. Melinda will focus on the fact that multiple childlike states come to life in the transitional intersubjective space of the consulting room, and they defy processes otherwise available. That leaves the vulnerable adult dysregulated, overwhelmed, unable to think, and prone to action. And ongoing years of false self-adaptations preclude emotional growth. Finally, Antonio, will continue with emotional growth and share with us his point of view 
of the psychoanalytic process understood as the growth of personality complexity, along with its ability to contain it. For him, one way of showing this is through observing the evolution of the different natures of the inner child in the course of analysis. The idea is that the matrix of psychic complexity includes the interaction between the child organization and the adult functions of the personality that have been consolidated. Dear Melinda, Antonio, Sergio, maybe each of you would like to greet the audience adding some details of your presentation. Our aim is to highlight its usefulness for better understanding our patients and for training. Uh, I am Antonio Perez Sanchez from the Spanish Psychoanalytical Society, Barcelona. And uh, I will present a patient um, who in the transference believed that collaborating in the session consisted of doing the work of her own almost exclusively. It took me a while to realize in my counter-transference that in this way, she not only avoided the pain of separation, but also turned me into an object unable of containment and unreliable. In her childhood, she suffered a great loss, which forced her to develop a pattern of omnipotent infantile functioning. When the dependent and needy child aspects emerged in the sessions, she felt vulnerable and abandoned. So the omnipotent aspects were immediately activated, preventing her learning from experience and thus mental growth. I would like to discuss with the audience the difficulties I encountered for her being able to gradually rebuild a strong nurturing and containing inner objects. This was possible because Pace's projections into the analyst diminished, which allowed her to change her perception of the analyst and to begin to accept him as a reliable external object, which she could interject. This change in the analytical relationship allowed the patient that the relationship between her dependent child aspects on the one hand and her adult aspects on the other predominated over the collusion between the omnipotent child aspects and the adult aspects. Thank you. Hello, my name is Melinda Gelman from New York University postdoctoral program in psychoanalysis and psychotherapy. The infantile adds a poignance to inner life and to human relationships for patients and analysts alike. It is foundational to robust engagement and the work we do can feel sterile when it is inaccessible. Importantly, the infantile is often the source of human suffering corrupting work and love, and is the underlying impetus for seeking analysis. Patients invite us to find them and meet them there, to wrestle with what fails them in their adult lives. But what about the place of the analyst infantile? 
How do we carry it into the consulting room and draw from it as our work unfolds? And in what ways is it activated at different times in each treatment? Lending our psychic space to patients inevitably stirs contact with our own infantile, with aspects that range from playful, loving, and enlivening, from comforting and passive to disgusting and disturbing, from resonant to enraged to defensive. I am interested in the interaction of the patient's and analyst's unconscious infantile states. I will discuss a patient today whose infantile hunger and anxieties have yielded two striking results. On one hand, his mastery of superior social skills has successfully secured longed for admiration and belonging. But he remains for decades deeply vulnerable to becoming dysregulated, unable to think, prone to action when his environmental feeding is absent or ambiguous. So this patient developed another method to manage inner disquiet of continually recreating and soothing his same infantile anxieties through a history of varied sexual acting out, running its own course parallel to an interpersonally engaged and generally conforming lifestyle. Emotional crisis brought this patient to treatment. The abrupt collapse of omnipotence allowed us to make ready contact with this profoundly desperate infantile. Over the course of our work together, various aspects of my own infantile have been activated, challenging me to encounter my own losses, my own accommodations and defenses, and to consider how these aspects of my experience affect the clinical encounter. I will describe the intersubjective interplay of my patients and my own infantile at different points in treatment. Thank you. Thank you, Abel. My name is Sergio Leukowitz. I am from the Porto Alegre Psychoanalytical Society. Um, about three years ago, I received a woman in her 50s who was seeking treatment because she had recently felt very anxious. Our first sessions all revolved around the feelings of loneliness, which she couldn't, she couldn't share despite being, being happily married. From the very beginning, the patient developed a very close bond with me. The sessions were very pleasant and productive, with her bringing dreams and making free associations quite oftenly and easily. I was quite surprised at her capacity for insight. Following each session, I would often feel that I was a good analyst and that I was doing a good job of helping her overcome her moment. And although I did notice some separation anxiety whenever we had a break for a holiday or vacation, I did not make much of it. After two years of treatment, the patient asked to reduce her sessions. I didn't hesitate to agree, given that she had been an exemplary patient throughout. And a month of having a single weekly session, she started feeling de depressed and anxious and told me that she could no longer sleep at night. It was then that I realized that she had visibly lost weight. 
So I suggest that we increase the number of sessions again. <clears throat> it made me consider that she might be reenacting her ch childhood situation, bringing the infantile into the session. The patient recalled spending her entire childhood trying to please her mother and having to be an A-plus student. She always felt very lonely. What is more, her mother had always treated her as an adult, giving her adult tasks. Once I recognized my enactment and the presence of her infantile, it suddenly hit me that I too had treated her like an adult. I had given her no time to prepare, no playtime. With my acknowledgement that I had made a mistake and that I had given her more than she could handle too, so too soon, the patient eventually had a breakthrough and told me that I was in fact a mother that could listen to her needs unlike her own mother in the past. This was an opportunity to experience the infantile alive in the session. Thank you all for the attention. Thank you very much, Sergio, Antonio, Melinda. And thank you very much for your attention to all our audience. And we are looking forward to share with all of you our panel at the Congress.